This is the Ton Report. I'm your host, Ton Trung. And this week, we're going about as far as a car can go in southeast Louisiana, to Venice in Plaquemines Parish. It's a tiny coastal community located a bit before the Mississippi River eventually empties into the Gulf of Mexico. The latest census put the population in Venice at 162. But if you're talking about the amount of people who come to Venice and its surrounding areas, then it can be in the thousands. This is a place where commercial and recreational fishing is a big deal, especially for people who catch shrimp for a living. I recently made the 70-mile drive from New Orleans to talk with A.C. Cooper. As I pulled off Highway 23, cypress trees, water, and shrimp boats were the dominant features around me. We're in the Venice Marina. There's two different, the Boat Harbor and the Venice Marina. And the Venice Marina is the commercial, uh, recreational side, and the Venice Boat Harbor is the, is the, re- the commercial side. And we're sitting in a boat um, next to, the, in, in a pier, and where we really park our boats, where we do our, our work, and, and we keep them overnight if we don't go out. A.C. Cooper is in his 60s. He's been catching shrimp since he was 15. Shrimping, as we call it down here, has been in his family for generations. My son's the fourth generation. I remember when I was a little kid with my dad on a boat, and I'd wake up five, six years old. He said, do you know where you're at? I'd get up and look around and say, yes, sir, I know where I'm at. And I'd tell him where I'm at. He said, I wouldn't have thought that you knew. But uh, I, I, it's been in my heart the whole time. It's been in my family the whole time. You know, when, when you, you're raised in the water and, and you're brought up like we've been brought up, you know, we taught. This is a taught a taught. Uh, skill. This is something that you just don't get into and go. You know, your father's father taught him, and he teaches you, and you teach your, your kids. And I just hope it's long enough here, long enough to teach my grandkids, and and, and that's the problem. But yeah, yeah, we've been, it's been a long, long journey with our family. Cooper is worried that his family's journey with shrimping is coming to an end. Oddly, the thing that his family has made a living off of for all these years, shrimp, could also be their downfall. But it's not the shrimp that he and other Louisiana shrimpers catch in their nets. It's the shrimp the U.S. is importing from countries like Vietnam, India, Thailand, and Mexico. Imported or foreign shrimp is often cheaper than the shrimp Cooper and other domestic fishermen harvest from the Gulf of Mexico. The competition from foreign importers brings the overall price of shrimp down. And Cooper says American shrimpers like himself can barely make a living. I've been hearing this for years. I came to Louisiana probably 20 years ago, 2002 late 2002 and I remember shrimpers back then said you know the foreign imports are going to kill us that was 20 years ago and the prices were dropping there was a lot of competition but now I'm hearing the same thing and has it gotten worse? Yes I've been uh, representing the fishing industry since 1989 we had Delta commercial fisheries when they started doing a net ban on the fish so this has been something going on for years you know uh, last year you've all asked brought in two billion pounds the country only consumes 1.5 billion. So you're talking about 500 million pounds just sitting in the coastlands. And what's happening as a compound year after year after year is just building up all the coastlands. They're coming in, they got so much money into it, they're coming in, they're buying all the coastlands and they bought a couple processing plants. And what happened? You're talking about the foreign the imports. The foreign imports. Uh, so, so when they, they buy our infrastructure, it just really shoves us out of the way because then we have nowhere to go. And that, way, and, and that they, they, they fighting for market shares. All these countries are fighting for market shares. And when they fight for market shares, they're steady dropping prices. So that leaves us trying to follow them, which is, you know, it, it's not fair to us because we are the people of this country. And yet our government's allowing it to come in even more. So, so, so this has been a fight for, like you said, 25, 30 years now, 25 years for sure. The day before I spoke with Cooper at the marina, 
he met with Louisiana's governor to tell him how bad things are for local shrimpers. Cooper is the president of the Louisiana Shrimp Association. So if you can compare what it was like 20 years ago when I heard it was a crisis, it was a crisis back then, like how deep is the crisis now? We're on the verge of losing it. This is where we're at today. It's like I explained to the governor yesterday. There's to a point now I see good fishermen go and get jobs. You know, when you start tying these boats up, they don't come back because if they go get a good enough job to where they're making enough money, they don't have to worry about Because this is a hard industry. This is not easy. I wear wrist braces. I, my back's bad. You know, it's, it's a physical and hard labor job. You know, we work all night. We don't stop. We come in at 10 o'clock in the morning. We wake up. Five o'clock, and we go do it again. So, so after time goes on, it just wears you down. And you're talking about other shrimpers taking other, other jobs, taking other jobs. They're going. Uh, they have the LLNG plant up there. They're looking for workers now, and a lot of them's going. My, even my son. And, and you know, I hate to see this because I see my son suffering because of the prices so low. He just took another twenty cent drop yesterday. Where's so, it now? Right now, sixteen twenties. Well, twenty ten fifteens. We used to get four dollars and fifty cents a pound. Right now, they're a dollar. Now, I remember people, somebody was explaining the 10-15s and the numbers to me, but that's the amount, the number of shrimp per pound. Per right? pound. So yeah, you're talking takes, about 10, 10 to 15 shrimp per pound. Per pound. So now, how much does that cost right now? Uh, right now it's a dollar. You can buy them a dollar a pound off the boat. Well, we sell, we sell it. We retail them off the boat because that's the only way we make our extra money is that there's something like, we have a couple customers that come. We call them up say, hey, I have some big shrimp. You want them? Yeah, come get them. And we sell them for $3, which they rate for 50 but we sell them for $3 so everybody's happy. And uh, 1620s or 1620s a pound, which is what most people like, they 95 cents at the dock. 95 cents, they used to be $4 a pound. So in the 80s, I got more in the 80s than I am now. And you know the How much did you get in the 80s? For the smallest shrimp I caught, a dollar a pound. For the smallest shrimp I caught. In the 80s. And they, yeah, from a dollar all the way up to 450, depending on how many shrimp to a pound to count. 31, 35, 31, 35, 31 pound, 31 shrimp to 35 shrimp a pound. Uh, I think I got like $2 a pound back then. So so if you look at the, the price difference, man, we, we what probably. What are you getting for it now? 31, 35, I think it's 60 cents. Wow. It, there's no way we can compete on this market as, as is. There's no way. This, That's it, crazy. So you were making, you were getting more money from it back in the 80s than you are now. Correct. Diesel was only 25 cents a gallon. I bought my, my first diesel engine because diesel was cheap. I paid 25 cents a gallon. Now I'm paying $4 a gallon for fuel, and I'm getting three-thirds less for shrimp. So, you know, economically, it just doesn't work for us. If you don't catch a boatload, if I don't catch 2,000 pounds a night, I don't make no money. Are you catching 2,000 pounds a night? Well, I had 4,000 the other night, but that, look, that's very rare. You know, if you catch 1,000 pounds, 1,200 pounds, 1,500 pounds a night, then you, you, know, you, you, did, you had a good night. And then it would be, it depending on the size, I'd have 1,500, $2,000, which that's what it takes to maintain these boats. I, my motor right now, the motor in my boat right now costs me $50,000. If I break down, any any breakdowns, it put me out of business right now. And there's a lot of them in here that's like that. You know, we one breakdown out of business, which is very sad. You know, a, a thriving industry with over 15,000 jobs, a $1.3 billion industry. You know, if somebody, if somebody come here to, to start up a company and they had 20 jobs at a, a half, $500 million industry and 20 jobs, they'll give them tax breaks, they bend over backwards to get them into the state. But yet you have a billion dollar industry here that you're just gonna let go by the wayside. So if you were to rank the challenges, the hurdles right now for 
shrimpers in Louisiana to make a, a decent living. We're not even talking about a good living. I mean, because right now it sounds like what you all need is a decent living. A decent living. What are the, how would you rank the challenges? What are they right now? The challenge is getting our prices up to a point where I can overcome my breakdowns. I can overcome the fuel. I don't have to worry about paying my bills. I, 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 like I told you, I've been doing this. I'm, I'm 50, 63 years old. I've been doing it my whole life. I never had a job in my life. I've never had a problem with my, my bills. I never had a problem with paying my bills and, and people I owe money. Never had a problem. Now, I'm having problems. You know, I'm worried about what I'm going to do this month. I may even be one to go look for somewhere to go to work. I never. I always thought that I would be the last one standing because I'm a good fisherman. You know, I was taught through, my dad was very, one of the best, the best in my book. He taught me very well. I taught my sons very well. But that's, that's, that has nothing to do with what's happening. I don't care how good you are. I see some of the best fishermen I know suffering right now. Cooper says the shrimp industry in Louisiana is in a full-blown crisis. When we hear the word crisis, it's often followed by facts and figures. So here are some that I believe reflect the shrinking nature of shrimping in the state. According to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, shrimp production has fallen off almost 50% in the last two decades. In 2000, statewide shrimp landings produced more than 147 million pounds of shrimp. In 2021, those landings produced 76 million pounds. As local production diminished, the amount of shrimp the U.S. has imported has only shot up. Remember when Cooper was saying he made more money from shrimping in the 80s? Well, back then, the U.S. imported roughly 250 million pounds of shrimp. Last year, that number was 2 billion pounds, and the price has only gotten cheaper. In 1980, imported shrimp sold at an average price of about $10 per pound. It's now dropped to below $4.50. But to me, the most telling stat is the number of people in Louisiana who are catching shrimp for a living. Cooper told me 20 years ago there were about 20,000 shrimpers in Louisiana. Today, it's around 5,000. The thing about numbers is they can only tell you how many or how much. In this particular case, numbers tell us how many shrimpers are still left standing and how much ground imported shrimp has gained. But numbers don't tell us how a crisis like this affects lives. Only people like Cooper can give us that perspective. You know, when a, when a, when a man can't go make enough money to pay his bills, fighting with his wife, and I see it, and I see it every day, she leaves him, he's got nothing else to live for. Does that make him crazy? Hell yeah. Do you watch people go through struggles? Hell yeah. It's real. It's not something that we just saying. It's real. Here's a bit of Cooper's reality. We have salt water in our blood. We, we this is what we do. We don't want to do nothing else. And and at 63 years old, who's gonna hire me? I have bad wrists. I have bad back. You know, it just I can't pass a physical for sure. And, and where I'm gonna go to get a job that's gonna sustain my my living or where I'm at? I have bills to pay. I have a lot. And I'm not, what I'm gonna do? Go get a job for fifteen dollars an hour? It's not going to go nowhere. I'm never going to, I never overcome the hurdles I need to overcome. So I have to, I have to make this work. We have to make it work because we are hard workers. We sit in the heat now. I worked in the heat all day today, uh, working on my nets, uh, uh, working on my motor. You know, there's maintenance that has to be done, but I can't make enough money to, to maintain my vessel. And when I don't do that, I'm putting my deck in myself at risk because if something breaks that, that I neglected, then it's on me. You know, and I, I, I can't have that happen. So if I have to spend $300 to make it right, so be it. I have to do it. My bills have to wait. 
Louisiana shrimpers have spent years telling state and federal government officials about the severe impact imported shrimp has had on their industry. They've pleaded with Washington to put some kind of cap on imported shrimp. They've demanded more testing on those imports because they say farm-raised products coming in are full of harmful antibiotics. Four years ago, a new law in Louisiana went into effect that required restaurants serving imported shrimp or crawfish to post notices on their menus or at the entrances of their establishments saying where their seafood came from. But local shrimpers say the law is barely enforced, and there isn't any real teeth behind it. Back in the spring, hundreds of them held a rally during the legislative session in Baton Rouge, calling on state lawmakers to increase fines and really to offer some kind of help to struggling fishermen. The shrimpers did so reluctantly. What's unusual to me is that often, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, at least in Louisiana, most, and I'd imagine most shrimpers are too, it's a Republican state. Most Republicans, generally speaking, are not for government regulation, government interference. But here, you know, your, your shrimping association, which I imagine is heavily influenced by Republicans, is asking for government regulation. Yes. And it, it, is that an oddity? And, and, or have we gotten to a point where politics has, has to go out the window and you just need help? Politics has to go out the window. We need help. We need to stop this bickering. We need to find a solution. If you want to save this industry and save the people in it and get new growth, we have to get it back. We have to get the prices up. We have to get it to where we make money because you will never see new growth if you don't. What you see now, look, the average fisherman is around 56 years old because everybody else is telling their kids go do something else. Well, don't they'd be stupid in. not to tell the kids to do exactly. something Exactly, I don't blame them. Right? I, I don't blame them. You know, you have to do that because, you know, I sit and watch my, my son suffer. He's struggling. You know, he made a good living also. But I watch him struggling. He has three kids raising. You know, it's a hard, it's even hard, even when, you, when, when you're doing something else, it's hard. But, but this here, you know, you could make a good living. You know, you work. You have to work like anything else. You have to go out every night. You have to put your time in. If, if, if you don't, then you don't make it. But I watch him work, work his butt off and still struggle. And, and, and that hurts your heart because he's not the only one. When you stop and sit down and start looking around, it's all the way around you. It's even the best fishermen that we have suffering. So, so yeah, we hate government involvement, but it has to happen. It has to happen. When the legislative session was over, things remained the same. After the rally, Cooper and some members of the association went to eat at a restaurant near the Capitol. We went to eat over there. My, my friend of mine, well, my vice president, asked him, where your shrimp come from? Oh, from the Gulf. So he ordered them. I said, come back again. I said, where your shrimp come from? They're from the Gulf. I said, go get a box. Oh, wait, I can't do that. I said, go get the manager. He went got the manager, manager come back. He said, they're from the Gulf. I said, Go get the box. He come back. He said, "They from Mexico." Why would they do that? You you love Louisiana, you love our culture, you love our food, but yet you're gonna sell shrimp and stuff in foreign countries. When you heard that, what was that feeling in your stomach? I didn't eat nothing. I just I was sick. You know, I I, I said you can have them all because we ordered together. We ordered a big platter together. I said, "You eat them. I'm not touching them." He ate a couple of them and left them. But that goes to show you that even people here in Louisiana making money off our back telling you it's from the Gulf and it's not. According to Cooper, the use and sale of foreign shrimp in Louisiana restaurants is very common. So where does that leave 
you guys? Where does it leave also the customers who are eating this? I mean, at the end of the day, we're just assuming that the shrimp is locally caught. That we're just assuming that we don't know that. They selling the people a lie in, in New Orleans and around this state. They selling them a lie because they, it's all about money, you know. And they, even with us, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie. It's even with us, we have to make money to continue. They, if they see a profit, they can make a profit somewhere. They're gonna do it. Be honest. If you're gonna do it, I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm telling you, be honest. Let the let the people have the right choice to make their own decision. If they want to, then fine. Let them eat it. Can consumers, can customers do anything? People who claim they they love shrimp and you know they support Louisiana locally caught shrimp. What can people do? Because I feel like there is some type of role that people can play. They can demand it, right? That's that's what we say. Ask before you eat, and demand Louisiana seafood. You know, even if it's the Gulf, if it's domestic, look, I, I don't have nothing against these other states that do it. We have eight states that, that shrimp for a living, that shrimp for, for, for way of life. I have no problem Mississippi shrimp, as long as we know they're Mississippi shrimp. Here in Louisiana, the process, we have trip tickets. We fill out trip tickets. They, when they buy them, they know where them shrimp come from. So, ask before you eat. We both know that the oil and gas industry has changed. <laughs> it's It's... It's disappeared to a considerable level in, yes. in Louisiana. Do you think that it's now the shrimping industry's time? That oh, it's, oh just, yeah. it's the time for things are shifting globally where now it's your time. I mean, is that a reality you have to face? Oh, I'm facing it. Every day we look at it. Every day we have to realize that, hey, we may not be here tomorrow. You know, we'd, like I tell you, we're just looking at a 15-cent price list, price drop. And... I've been arguing with the process yesterday. There's no way that we're going to be able to go do that. You know, I can't go catch 50 cent shrimp. A thousand pounds for $500. Few. I burn 100 gallons of few. That's $400. My dad can't. He don't work for nothing. He's got a family. I have a family. If I split my $100 with him, what are we going to have? Now I got to catch 2,000 pounds to get $1,000. Then I only have $500. Is it our turn? I hate to face reality, but it could be. What we could be witnessing is the disappearance of something that's been a bedrock of the state's culture. This, this is the year you're going to see a lot of people fall. And look, this industry will not come back, will not come back if we fall now. Because like I said at the beginning, this is a taught thing. You know, you're taught through generations because... You have to know where to go. You have to know the buyer. You have to know where to go when the wind's blowing. You have to know. There's a lot of factors that fall into that. The tides. Like the a moon. learned knowledge and a learned it, it, experience correct. that you pass on. Correct. The moon, the tide, everything everything deals with it. And if you don't know the area, then you're not going nowhere. So if somebody can't go buy a boat say, I'm going to be a shrimper. I've seen a lot of them come and a lot of them go. It's a very unique industry and very unique people that does this. And I feel like you're saying there needs to be a continuum, too. Do the shrimpers kind of pass it on, their, their gained knowledge to either their sons, a friend, a partner, whatever it might be. That goes down from one generation to, to, the, to the next. Like, you pass it on to your son, I'd imagine. Yeah, correct. And, and that's the thing. You know, you don't see new growth because the older fishermen say, hey, the younger guys said, you're going to school, you're going to get an education, and you're going somewhere else. Commercial shrimping in Louisiana goes back to the 1800s. But now, in an era of globalization, in which everything from microchips to the seafood on our plates can come from overseas, the economic and cultural value of wild-caught Louisiana shrimp may be lessening.
Cooper says it should be alarming to all Americans, not just the ones on the shrimp boats. And it's us now, but like you said, it could be you next. I don't care what you do. You're in the wood industry, the carpenter, whatever you do. You know, they bring everything in here. You may be next, so get ready. And that's, that, that's, that's the sad part, is how far it's gonna go before somebody really puts their foot down and say, this country better wake up. You know, when, you, when somebody takes your lunch money every day, every day, every day, somebody taking your lunch money, sooner or later you're gonna be hungry. You're gonna fight for a trade. And that's the point we're at now. Either we fight or put your hands down and let them beat the hell out of you. And we, we as fishermen, we, I, don't, I ain't never seen a fisherman give up on anything on anything, but sometimes you make the decision that you have to for, for your family's sake. It's hard to predict how many Louisiana shrimpers will soon make the painful decision to walk away from the only line of work they've ever known. But if the numbers from the past 20 years are any indication, then there will be fewer shrimpers in the near future. And while numbers may lack emotion, they rarely lie. In Venice, I'm Tan Trung for WWL Radio.